Hey guys, as we're getting this episode started, I just wanted to take a moment to apologize for the quality of our audio at this time. There were some settings that got messed up. You can definitely hear it in the podcast, but I hope that we can get by that and actually just listen to the content because it is a very good topic. Thank you guys. All right, ladies, in this episode, we're going to talk about predators like wolves and lions and tigers and other predators. We don't exactly teach defense of those. We don't. But we do teach defense against, like, online predators. Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. We are dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now let's join our hosts, Brian, Jada, and Kylie. Jada, why do you look so sad? Man, I spilled coffee on my shirt this morning. Hey, your shirt's nice. Where'd you get that? Oh, I got this from faithandfreedom.clothing. I haven't heard of that site. Um... You should have. They've been a sponsor of a podcast for, like, a while now. I know, but I thought we were doing a bit. Oh, well, might as well finish it out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they did recently change the site. It's now faithandfreedom.clothing. Oh, that must be completely different. Do they sell any different shirts now other than just faith and freedom-related clothing? Actually, yes. They have coffee shirts. They have now martial arts shirts. And even a few car shirts. I don't need a coffee-themed shirt. I already have one. It doesn't count if it's covered in coffee. Anyway, faithandfreedom.clothing. Visit the site today. I will be. So, I guess that brings, go ahead, let's go ahead and go into our news story. Unfortunately, it's not exactly a happy one. Because it is really hard to find happy story, like happy ending stories when it comes to predator stuff. And that just kind of speaks to how good these people are at doing what they do. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so a 14-year-old, let's call him B, he was living in England with his parents. He became a member of an online gaming group created um, by, let's call it P because it's the predator. (laughs) Um, This group played online battles. Um, P introduced himself as a 17-year-old computer engineer. B's mother, L, had her fears about P. She feared he was actually a pedophile targeting teen boys. Over time, P began exerting a stronger influence over B, encouraging him to quit school or disregard his mother's orders to do his homework or chores. P figured out what L was doing and sent a phone to B, telling him to record the discussion. After that, the contacts in gaming were completely underground. In actuality, P was an 18-year-old who had been accused of raping a young boy. Huh. B met P in his apartment, and P murdered him. Huh. Pretty much all of the stories are like that that I could find on this news. Yeah. I'm... And if it tells you anything, I looked up um, child saved from on uh, saved from online predator, and I'll like come up with. Well, still up. Yes, I deliberately searched for a happy ending and could not find it. I know there are stories out there. Yeah. But not as many as there are that end badly. Yeah. 
Um, That's why preventative measures are so, so important. There are different types of criminals. And generally speaking, a predator is the worst type. Because it's like there are people who are who will commit crimes of opportunity. Yeah, that's exactly. Not for some reason my brain was going obligation. I was yeah, like, that's not the right word. There are people who crimes of opportunity. There are people who have sudden lapses. You mm-hmm. know, um, like emotional like rage. You know, yeah. something yeah. like emotionally driven. And while they're all awful, there's just something really disturbing and wrong and twisted about someone whose full intention you know is to bait and gain someone's trust and then destroy it yeah that's true um now thank god most criminals are not predators you know i mean we're we're very thankful for that but the ones that are this this you have to look out for predatory type of Things. So really, in this in this podcast, in, in all seriousness, we're talking about the psychology of a predator, and specifically thirteen characteristics. Yeah. So we've got a nice little list here of thirteen different characteristics of a predator, um, and I thought we'd run through that and discuss it a little bit. Well, let's get into the first psychological trait. So one, well, not this wouldn't be a psychological trait. This would just be a characteristic. Um, the, number one is just they seem too perfect. Mm-hmm. When you meet them, there's something just so perfect yeah. about it. Like they have something perfectly in common with you, something that you wouldn't have in common with somebody else. Um, or they just seem to understand something you're going through. It's always too perfect. Yeah. Um, they want to endure themselves to you, you know? I mean, they, so sometimes they just make some, oh, me too. You know, it's that whole trying to get somebody to just be on their side, to just like, oh, we're just made to be friends, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or depending on the type of thing, you know, we're not even necessarily, it don't have to be children. It don't have to be online either. So, you know, in some cases it's like uh, a man to a woman, you know, at a club or something like that, where it's just like, you know... He coming across entirely too perfect at that moment. I mean, there's also um, any age child to an adult in their life. You know, someone shows them the attention that they don't feel like they get enough of. Mm-hmm. Um, sees them the way that they want other people to see them, but, you know, people don't see them that way. You know, if they want to be the smart kid, but they haven't been proven like that. It's yeah. uh, Predators can pick up on where someone's missing something. They pick up on it really well, and then they exploit it. So if the child is desperate for someone to see them as intelligent, the predator convinces them that they see them as intelligent, and then they value their opinions. And that builds trust so quickly, because people like to be flattered. And, especially um, in cases of children to adult predators, they like that kind of attention from someone older than them. Yeah. Especially if they're from a home where they don't get that kind of attention there. Mm-hmm. So, number two, they are entitled. Now, let's talk about what we mean by entitled. They think they're owed something. Yeah. And they convince you that they're owed something. And a lot of times they lead into it by being too perfect. They give you the kind of attention 
that you want, and so you develop a sense of feeling like you owe them something. Mm -hmm. And they convince themselves that you owe them something. Sometimes that sense of entitlement um, is seen through, um, like, in their workplaces sometimes. Um, They can sometimes be hard to get along with, with other people their age. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, I think any... But there's... Don't get me wrong, there's not really any way to predict what someone is most of the time, unless you've started building a relationship with them. Yeah. But if there's just someone in your life that you see, like, casually, like a co-worker, that shows a sense of entitlement, you can't just predict that that sense of entitlement means that... Well, you know, even if they come off too perfect, some people are just, like, people pleasers. Yeah. And sometimes they're going to just be, like, give you the answer that they think you want to hear so you can't take any one of these traits or characteristics and go like oh that's a predator right there you know you've got to like really kind of think that but it is something you can apply whenever you whenever you're getting closer to someone it's like is this too perfect are they constantly just telling me exactly what i want to hear yeah when do they start asking for something that's too much you know or would I see this as too much from anybody else? And that's hard to do. People have blinders on, you know? Especially when they want to hear something and they finally find someone who's willing to tell them that. They're willing to believe almost anything about someone. Yeah. Let's move on to trait number three after entitlement. They are masters at exploitation. Like we said, they can they can see what they think someone needs and exploit that... Um, Basically, use you. Yeah. They can exploit an insecurity as well. Yeah. And there are, again, we go back to, there are people who are manipulative, who are not Mm -hmm. necessarily predators. And especially in that case, I don't care for people who are manipulative. I'm I'm not um, a big fan of those type of people. But that does not necessarily make them a predator. So I think a lot of these are when you put several of these things together. And I don't want to say that every time we do another thing, but, you know, it, it is true to kind of keep in mind. I don't want people to hear that one thing. Oh, you know, there's... Someone can be a narcissist without being a predator. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and a lot of these are the same type of things as narcissistic people. Just because they're... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Just because they're a sucky person and a narcissist and have some of these traits doesn't necessarily mean that they are also a predator. There's another level that they would have to go to to be that. Yeah. Um, Doesn't mean they're easy to be around. Doesn't mean they're good for your emotional health and you shouldn't get away from them. Right. (laughs) Okay. So, exploitation. They'll use whatever you give them against you. They'll They'll just use you for their own benefits. Yeah. As well. Um, in a lot of cases with um, kids, after they after they gain their victim's trust, they usually ask for something fairly personal, um, be it like nude photographs sent, you know. Yeah. Um, you to tell them, they, they actually get you to tell them something like very embarrassing about yourself, you know, like they, they learn as m- many of your insecurities as they can, and mm-hmm. then if you try to break contact or anything, it becomes a whole lot more difficult because now they have stuff to use against you. Yeah. 
<clears throat> which is also why it's very important to talk to your kids about that kind of thing. Of, and to be educated on it yourself. Yes. Like, it's not a good idea to send any pictures of yourself, no matter what kind they are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> especially if you just... If you, especially if you met the person online. You know, not, you shouldn't talk to people you just met online anyway. You know? But definitely shouldn't send personal things to them. And that's a whole nother conversation. That's social media safety. Yeah. But, um, which we're going to have to redo that video or about that podcast, by the way, Mm -hmm. make sure your kids know that even if it's an adult, they know in person sending them pictures of yourself in any capacity. is really not a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sitting there thinking because of, you know, I work with kids and, and teens and, and adults and everybody. You know, so I have several different, like, phone numbers from teens and stuff like that. I would never cross my mind to go, hey, can you send me a pic of yourself? Yeah. That that right there crosses a line into creepiness. Mm-hmm. So, Kylie, as a teen girl, if somebody asks you to, like, let's say somebody who adores you on TikTok says, hey, can you send me a picture? No. <laughs> <laughs> Like absolutely the freak not. <laughs> you send me your personal information so that I can tell the police. <laughs> <laughs> if you start having a conversation with somebody and all of a sudden, you know, you you've never really met them and you're having this conversation, which actually right there probably breaks all the rules she wouldn't do, I'm gonna assume. Okay. Primarily because you've done this kind of stuff and been around this stuff your entire life. But let's say you broke those rules, and all of a sudden the person starts asking for a picture of you. And to gain your trust, they also sent you a picture of their own face. Yes. Now, how would you respond? No. In no way, no how. No, just... But, Kylie, you're already on Facebook and YouTube and I don't care if I'm already on Facebook TikTok. or YouTube. I'm not, I barely know you. <laughs> I think especially with cases like that, you're going to end up with some, so, and none of those are your personal accounts, you know, um, you don't really have any personal accounts on anything like that. So, you know, with anything like that, somebody starts doing something like that, especially if you already have stuff out into the internet you know, you can about guarantee that picture is going to be, is going to lead into another picture, is going to lead into something different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's um, asking you to FaceTime, mm-hmm. you know, something along those lines. Yeah, that too. They a lot of times use that to lead in. Next, they feign intimacy. Yep. Like, they not only, like, agree with you and try to make you feel special, but they also pretend like they're building an actual deep connection with you yep. and they'll tell you that you're as important to them as they are becoming to you yeah um, and, and sometimes that's romantical sometimes that's almost like almost almost kind of like parental mm-hmm. in some ways you know if it's an adult to the kid sometimes it's like hey especially if they've already figured out that you don't have the greatest relationship with your own parents yeah um, they'll try to they, they, they're really good at filling a gap they become the parent you always want. <coughs> yeah. That's the cool parent. Yeah. It's 
like, well, if you were my kid. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that kind of leads into they must have control because a lot of times um, they find out if it's a romantical interest, you know, if they find out that you've either been interested or you mentioned having gone on a date or, like, someone at school showing interest in you, they'll show simulated jealousy, you know? Yeah. And get very controlling. And you can tell that they... A lot of times they'll try to make you promise that you're just theirs. Mm. And so then it becomes possessive. But by then... They don't. They don't do that until they already feel like they have some kind of hold or control over you. You've already shared enough with them that they think that they have more over you than mm-hmm. something else. So that's when a lot of times you'll see it very much shift. So you've already decided that you're pretty closely connected with them. They're already feeling something in your life that you were missing before, and now they're just exercising their possession of you. Mm-hmm. And that's where feeling like you owe them comes into play as well. Um, they like knowing that you'll do what they tell you to do. So if you have arguments or something with your parents, if they tell you to react a certain way the next time it happens and you say, I reacted that way, they yeah. know they have some kind of control over you. There, there's a lot of things. <laughs> oh, so many things, and we can't even get into all the different kinds of control exercises. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this because it's so anytime you talk anytime you look on something like this from the outside you think how could someone be so stupid as to share that much but it's something that you slip into super yeah, easily yeah that's what I was going to say it's a slow progression yeah it is a slow progression where people just like slowly progress down this hill or you have this like spiraling down mm-hmm. kind of thing you know, and they, they will just, like, slowly pull you down a step at a time. Um, like in that news story, um, that well, the predator in that sense was able to convince, you know, what, not to not to spend as much time doing schoolwork. Yeah. Um, got him to exercise control by getting him to spend more time online with him instead of focusing on the other areas of his life, disrespecting his parents, uh, because... Probably convinced him that his parents weren't worth listening to because they didn't understand him the way they did. You know? Yeah. That's usually how that takes place. And then before you know it, they trust them more than they trust their parents. And that's why you hear of so many um, people running away with the person. Yeah. And that's something that we have around way. here. Um, and I know I've said it several times on the podcast. Right now, I can't seem to remember exactly how many. But I know over a two-week period of time, there was like five six seven what something like that kids that all went missing it was eight it was eight okay i was thinking but i was afraid to say eight because and i don't know three or four of them something like that they they found out was groomed slowly over time by an online predator and then they end up running away with them yeah another thing is they generally have fairly low self-worth but it doesn't you can't always see that because they they find their self worth many times in the pursuit of someone, um, so just at, as it is, a lot of times they might have low self worth, but don't 
don't expect to kind of see that within somebody unless you get to a certain point in the quote-unquote relationship with them to start noticing that now all of a sudden you're realizing that's coming up Mm -hmm. but they're also like ask for certain approvals ask you to tell them things yeah um ask you for compliments like the kind of compliments that like they want mm-hmm. you know um they well, aren't, aren't we friends aren't you my friend oh tell me you're my friend you know that <laughs> or it can be something like um you know tell me i'm attractive you know yeah you, you, that kind of thing searching for approval tell me i'm pretty <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah unfortunately um they're basically trying to turn you into what they're looking for. Yeah. They do it by exploiting you, and then they get themselves into deep water, and it ends badly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, low self-worth, and it's not that easy to see, but they're going to constantly be searching for some kind of approval. But in that, if they're always searching for approval... They know how to find other people looking for approval and yeah. figure know exactly what they want to hear. Uh, they also have, generally have problems empathizing with people, although, again, that's something that they can fake. So you kind of have yes, to be... fake empathy. Yeah. That's another characteristic of a narcissist as well. <laughs> there are lots of similarities. It's true. And it might be that most predators are just narcissists as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't say that vice versa, but I, I think you can probably say that that way. Most predators are narcissists. Um, but, you know, they can fake that empathy. They can they fake like they care. They well, they know like they what's care. a bad situation. And yeah. so they generally know what people want to hear. They're just not actually feeling any kind of empathy relating to it. Yeah, they just don't really care. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get any reaction out of them when you tell them something like that. You're just going to get a fake reaction. <laughs> yeah, and whenever you're going through something bad, there's no empathy in it. There's just, how can I use this? They seem to be very... There's very little middle ground. They either love or they hate. You know? And that's usually some type of personality kind of disorder or something. But they have some type of problem kind of being in the middle and gray areas, you know, it's either love something or hate something. And you're going to see that in communication with them, too. Whenever you tell them something, they're either going to be really happy about it or they're going to really dislike it. Yeah. There's going to be a big reaction either way. Like you tell them news of something happened at school. They're going to react strongly one way or strongly the other. They never want to be central line. Yeah. They, they also never want you to think that they're um, not fully into what you're saying. Right. They want to be fully engaged with you because you gain people's trust that way, you know? Mm-hmm. How many conversations do you have someone they're like, huh, okay. And how quickly does that feign, you know? Yeah. You're not as likely to talk to them the next time. Yeah. You know, people want a reaction out of what they're saying and they give it to you. I mean, that's, I mean, that's even true when you're standing up in front of a group of people and teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you're standing up in front of a group of people and teaching, you want some like energy and, you know, everything behind them because it's super draining to be talking to a room full of people who just, uh, uh, uh-huh. you know? 
classes were like that yesterday, probably relating to end of grade testing coming up. But yeah, it's it's always so weird teaching the class that's just kind of quiet. Yeah. Just give me some kind of response. <laughs> give me a ah, dang it! Whenever we say we're doing push-ups, you know, I don't care. Just react somehow. Oh. They find faults in others really, really easily, especially if they're, okay, and I, I kind of hate to keep going back to you, but let's say, like, if somebody's with you, they'll just they'll find faults in your parents or, you know, something like that where they can use that against, for you and against them to kind of drive that wedge deeper. You know, I'm looking at Kylie the whole time. I realize that if anybody listening to the podcast not watching on YouTube doesn't know what I'm saying or who I'm talking to, but... You know, you have that situation where somebody is trying to, they'll find those faults really easily, but they don't usually find those faults very easily for themselves. You know, it's kind of like me. Well, they're, I don't also, have any faults. they're also desperate for self worth. So yeah. if they're finding faults in other people, then that lifts themselves up a little exactly. bit higher. So they turn into really nitpicky and judgmental. You know, uh huh. Um, and sometimes they use the fault finding to kind of shave off the aspects of your character that don't really work for them, you mm-hmm. know? Like, if you do care what your parents think, you know? Um, or you want to appease them or please them, they're going to find a way to turn that into a character flaw. Yeah. You know, and convince you that you don't need to care what they think. And they're going to exploit that somehow. Next, they seem to be, like, very likable yeah, they they work to make themselves likable to others. Well, I mean, when you always know what other people want to hear, it's pretty easy to make yourself likable. Yeah. It's like you show up, they know you notice that they put a little bit of extra um, effort into their hair or their makeup that day, and you compliment it. You make it a big deal. Yeah. Um, and people like being noticed. So they're... It's pretty easy to fool people into liking you. You don't have to mean what you say. You just have to say what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. They also like making themselves a victim. Like, they feel like, like I don't know. No, go ahead. go ahead. Like, everyone is just against them, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then, let's say if we have, if you've already kind of progressed through several things, and you have, you've been likable to someone, you kind of befriended someone, you can kind of drive a wedge in between that person and someone else, and all of these other things, well then, you're like, oh, you know, everybody hates me. And then you get that person to empathize, you know, with the predator. And, you know, so that, that sometimes will you know, make them more, or create a more solid bond many times as well. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it'll also work whenever they're trying to convince you not to tell anybody about your communications. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, they won't understand. Yeah. They'll hate me for it, yep. you know. Um, they put themselves on as the victim before anyone's even casting blame on anyone, you yep. know. Um, they use it to keep secrets and a lot of times um they're so convincing with it that even if a child is found with them you know they've already convinced that child that that was going to happen you know that oh yeah they were going to blame for it they just didn't understand their relationship you know and so you'll find 
kids defending their captors. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Next is like he said earlier, they flatter the person. Uh, there are lots of people that use flattery. You know, when your daughter first starts dating, that boy at school that's just too charming. He comes around for the first time, you know, he's complimenting her mom, you know. It's like, are you sure her mom, not your sister? You know, just becoming well-liked. And then you find out that he's an actual, like, a- an absolute jerk, you know. Things like that. They know what people want to hear, so they just say it. Yeah. You know, and you can get really far with flattery. Yeah. And then if you are trying to... Um, confront them about something, an inappropriate behavior. They use flattery to get out of it, because it's hard to be stern with someone when they're complimenting you over and over and over again. You know, they can turn it around. It's like, um, it's not okay for you to ask me. I'm so sorry, you're just so easy to talk to. Yeah. Um, you just understand me. You're just so much deeper than anybody else. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And that's what people want to hear. Yeah. And lastly, they are never, ever wrong. <laughs> what? They can be wrong? Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. Well, most of us will recognize that we're wrong. We may not want to admit it. Yeah. But we recognize that it's wrong to... Uh, are you saying it's hard to admit you're wrong sometimes? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is for everybody. But most people end up sucking it up and having to admit it in yeah. some way or backtracking. These people are never wrong because they convince themselves that they're right. And then they'll work tireless, tirelessly to convince someone else that they're right as well. So they first convince themselves and then they put that on others. And then they can't handle being wrong. Their feelings can't be wrong. You know, what they're doing can't be wrong. They're just going to work to convince anybody yeah. that they're actually in the right. <clears throat> I feel like there's a good way of putting that that I can't put my finger on. No, I, I, I get you. And I'm struggling with that at the moment, too. But I mean, I think everybody gets an understanding of it. Well, this a is. A lot of times they. Oh, okay. It goes with they're always the victim. Mm hmm. Um, a lot of times they'll make themselves in the right by over-victimizing themselves. Yeah. It's like their behavior is justified yeah. because they're the victim. And that, that's kind of where I was going with, uh, where I was thinking about trying to go earlier, but I couldn't get, word it correctly. Hey, Kylie, I like your necklace. Thank you, it's invisible. Your necklace corrects your teeth. No, 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 no. They look like everyday accessory, but they're actually safety devices. There is a button hidden on the back side of it, and when you double-click it, it immediately texts up to five emergency contacts with a link to your GPS location to let them know you need help. Also, if you are in the U.S., it can also alert 911. Wow, all of that and it cranks your teeth? No, 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 that's Invisalign. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where can I get one? Go to Invisible.com and use the coupon code IMPACTFENCE and it gets you 10% off at checkout. I didn't know an absolute ton about the subject, mm-hmm. like this specific subject. I knew it happened. I knew roughly how it happened. But I just, I think last year, I read a book that just kind of put it in perspective to me. And it was just kind of a walk through. Well, no, what was um, that book? I don't remember what it was called. Um, but it basically followed a teenager through the grooming process online. Um, It was absolutely horrible to read. But 
you know, I kind of just went through it because this is my job. Yeah. And there are just some things that I need to know that I don't want to know. Um, but there are lots of books out there that portray stuff like this. Well, you have a funny story relating to a book you read that had to do with print. Uh, yeah. Um, so we'll try to end on a higher note. Uh, <laughs> so, so I had been listening to an audiobook. I like to read and I like to listen to audiobooks as well. So either one of those things, I, I really enjoy books. Um, I was listening to an audiobook. It's actually entitled Predator. Uh, and it was, and it's been a, it's, oh man, it's been a while. I might have to go back and see if I can still listen to that again. Because um, I'm trying to remember. But it basically was was about a predator who was uh, kidnapping uh, or abducting young women and, and murdering them and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, just a really good, oh, solid, yeah, uplifting, up, story. Yeah, <laughs> uplifting type of story. Anyway, um, so I was listening to this book. And I came in to do some training with a couple of people that were getting ready for a big test. We were just doing some private training and it was a, I won't say it was two teenage boys and a teenage girl. And we get down stairs and I was like, I'm going to hook my phone up to the Bluetooth to play some music through. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to hook my phone up to our Bluetooth speaker uh, to play some music while we're like working out and getting ready and everything. Uh, so I go over there, I hook it up, and it just automatically starts playing from the part where it had been in the book. Instead of, like, giving me the option, it just, like, jumped straight into it. And when it did, it kicked on, and it was a, it was a point in the book where the guy had kidnapped this lady. They were in the woods, and he says, scream all you want. He goes... I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kill you. And he says, and no one will ever find you. And uh, <laughs> the the three teens that were there to work out with me that day, kind of get ready for their test, they just kind of like froze and looked at me and did not know what they had gotten into. And I thought this was some type of like psychological thing, part of the test, where gonna, <laughs> like try to scare them and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, I was like, yeah, great. So, yeah, I think I think that's a big fear whenever you listen or like read a book like that. That someone like you know when you someone walks in while you're even if it's in your earbuds, like someone walks in at a really terrible part in the book that out of context makes you look like a horrible human being <laughs> for yeah. reading. And you're sitting there like if you're opening just a normal page book, you kind of just look and you just slightly bend it and close it. <laughs> like they can just sense what you're reading, or you double check. That, that 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 headphone jack is really in there. <laughs> I've done that one. Oh. <laughs> and turn the volume down on your Bluetooth earbuds mm-hmm. just to make sure. Because <laughs> I think I think that's one of the big struggles of being a teenager and like doing that. Like your parents come in and you're over here going, they're gonna be really confused if they heard what I was listening to right now. <laughs> it's always the worst points that they manage to walk in on. So. um... Now, did you read that book, Mindhunter? Yes, I did. Okay, and that one's kind of in the same vein, correct? Um, it's in a similar vein, but it covers a whole lot more different kinds of... But it killers. talks a lot about the psychology of this uh, type of criminal, correct? It or, does. It talks about how um, their growing up kind of relates to it. Yeah. And it's the beginning of behavioral analysis. So, 
what we're going to do, actually, uh, I, I wanted to link that one in the show notes of the podcast. Oh, there's another one that the same author wrote, uh, but it's by an actual um, FBI investigator. Mm, yeah. Um, so, real experience talking to people like um, Ed Kemper, uh, a serial killer, and, uh, oh, what's his name? Starts with an M. Anyway. <laughs> well, if we can find it, we'll link that one yeah, in, the, in the... he led a cult in, like, the desert. <laughs> but it was... He talks to several actual people, and basically it links their growing up to how they developed into the horrible human beings they are today. <laughs> so we'll, we'll link a couple of those books. And for fun, I will also link Predator... Uh, by Terry Blackstock in there as well. I think that was the name of it. I think that's what I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember who it was or what the name of the book was. And Jada reminded me right before we started. Uh, So, um, yeah, we'll link those in the show notes. And if there's another one or two out there, we'll we'll, we'll go ahead and link that in as well. Uh, Because I do think the better we understand and the more understanding we have about stuff like that, the less you're going to fall to a victim of someone like that. Mm -hmm. And please do yourself a favor. If you start a book on the subject, and it's, um, people have a way of, like, romanticizing things in writing, you know? If you notice that the book is starting to do that and making this look not as bad, you know, please just quit reading it and don't support (laughs) crap like that. Um, if it makes it sound anything less than horrible and sadistic, uh, don't read it. Sound like you're speaking from experience. It, it's something that makes me really mad, like TV nowadays glorifying things that are absolutely horrible, making things look like a good option. Um, like there's a specific Netflix show that I'm not going to name that people were obsessed with that basically, like, suicides went on the rise after it started. Oh. Um, and it was because of the way it was portrayed. Like, it was a valid option, and it made mm. you... Infamous. It was, yeah, it was... It was horrible, and, like, the only reason I started watching it was because I heard those things about it, and I wanted to know why, and I started watching it, and I was just like, well, I'm done. No. (laughs) (laughs) But it just, that's a pet peeve. Please don't support things that romanticize or glorify things that are horrible. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, go ahead and go over to Apple Podcasts or any podcast streaming platform, rate us, and write us a review. And maybe we might even read your review. All right, guys, so thank you very much for listening to this podcast. We're coming up on our 100th episode, so be on the lookout for our 100th episode special. <clears throat> yes. And yep. check out our cool stuff on impactdefense.online. That is very true as well. We've got lots of stuff there. Look it up. We have, uh, hopefully, we are lining up some guests for our podcast, some different guests for our podcast coming up. Um, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Maybe right. next episode. Maybe next episode. Yeah, hopefully. All right. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Stay safe, stay alert. We'll see you in the next podcast. See you guys. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. If you would like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.online. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard.